Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash million, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Listeners, and welcome to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of DominionFire.com, Las Vegas, Nevada. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, your ministry provocateur, iconoclast, firebrand, and the resident heretic here at Dominion Fire, bringing you another episode. And it just so happens that as of the time of recording of this program, in the world, one of the big stories is the Olympics in the middle of summer here, and the Olympics are in Rio de Janeiro. Now, joining us today by Skype from that general area. Now, by way of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, but now in an area near Rio in Brazil, he is a missionary out that way, speaker, a teacher, author of several books, blogger, trainer at Inside Out, one of the heel co-trainers over there. And uh, this is going to be a good one today. Jonathan Brenneman joining us today. Jonathan, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, my bro? I'm doing great. Thanks, Million. So uh, what's it like out in Brazil these days? Pretty, pretty nice out your way? It's about the best weather this time of year. It's uh, really cool, breezy weather. I don't like the heat, so I, I liked it right now. <laughs> I, I imagine it gets ridiculously hot in summer out there. Yes, it does. Oh, man. Yeah, in the southern hemisphere, you know, it's different from us here in the U.S. Their seasons are reversed a little, so got to gotta prepare for that. But anyway, so we're talking healing today. Now, let's get right into this. So um, what testimonies can you share and what have you seen in uh, your experience with healing? Sure, I'll share a few testimonies. Uh, one of the, the the first miracle I ever saw through my hands was um, I was at a conference and I had really wanted to see healing before that, but I was disappointed. At that conference, I became convinced that um, I, I, I got the issue with the thorn in the flesh and with Job cleared up, and I just became convinced it was 100% God's will to heal. So Bill Johnson was speaking. This is probably about 10 years ago. And he just had everyone lay hands on each other after teaching. And so it was um, I, there, uh, about half of the people in the crowd said they wanted ministry. The other half laid hands on them. And I laid my hands on a guy who uh, I asked what his problem was. He said leukemia. <laughs> so I thought, wow, this is I'm pretty new to this. This is a big one for me. But um, his back was against the wall of the building. And I just put my hands on his forehead with my eyes wide open. And I said, in Jesus' name, I curse leukemia. And I cut off the, the flow of oxygen to the cancer cells. Well, um, uh, as I was uh, praying, I had my eyes wide open. And I saw him move away from the wall just like someone walked behind him. But I didn't see anyone walk behind him. And he got this really confused look on his face. And he said, Someone just walked behind me and said, excuse me. <laughs> and so I saw him move just like this happened. I didn't hear anyone say, excuse me. And my eyes wide open. I didn't see anyone. And then um, when uh, when that happened, I found out he felt fire go through his whole body. And after our five or so minutes of ministering to each other, uh, everyone who had at least 80% of the pain gone or could do something they I uh, couldn't do before was to raise their hand. 
And so I saw about 500 people healed in a few minutes, just with everyone praying for each other. I was overwhelmed. I started to have flashbacks of healing after that. But, but anyways, with this guy that I prayed for, a few weeks later, I just got an email from him, and all it said was, thanks for the fire, with 22 exclamation marks after it. So <laughs> I figured what was happening, there were, there were so many people being healed so quickly that there were healing angels running all over, and the angel was rushing to get to someone else who needed to be healed, and he pushed himself behind this guy's back, nudged him away from the wall, because the guy physically felt it, you know, and heard. <laughs> I didn't see anything or hear anything. And, and, and the angel, the healing angel just nudged his way behind his back in a rush that excused me. Fire went through his body and the angel went on to the next person. So that was, that was one of the, the that was the, the first thing that I saw happen through my hands. Um, yeah, after that, I, I was just determined. I felt really weak. I didn't feel like I had strong faith, but I felt like, you know, God has already done set me free from things I felt impossible for me to ever be free from before. So he could take me to the place of having faith, and I'm just going to find everyone I can to minister to. So I started laying hands on everyone I could, and uh, then after a few weeks, some, some, some miracles happened. You know, a sore throat instantly healed was one of the first ones. Not long after that, my aunt came to, to visit, my great aunt, and I was just always I was just constantly talking about the things I saw God do. I, I just start laughing or crying because I'm having flashbacks of, of people being healed. And uh, my great aunt, her she had very bad back pain. Her back was immobile um, because her vertebrae had been calcified together. It was all bent over. And I just started telling her what I told everyone. I told them how I became convinced it was always God's will to heal. And I told them the, test, the miracles I saw. And so uh, I wanted to pray for her, and she was in our living room there, and I just said, in Jesus' name, back be straight. And I was there with, with uh, my parents and my grandmother. It was my grandmother's sister. So um, right away, she says, oh, I feel something pulling up on me. I, I feel like a soldier. I feel like a soldier. And she felt something like a rope attached to her head, pulling her up. <laughs> and her back was all bent over and immobile. And we watched her back straighten up <laughs> right there. And it was uh, just, just wonderful, just amazing. All the pain left. But we were watching as her back is straightening and she's, like, becoming taller, you know. It's a visible difference, you know. That was another one of the uh, the first ones that happened. Uh, some other ones, it's just really cool. Like, um, there was this couple that was uh, – they weren't opposed to healing, but they – the, the the husband was kind of opposed to what I believe that it's I guess he thought it was presumptuous that I could believe that it's I know that it's God's will to heal in this situation you know but they kind of started to come around and then I end up uh, going to pray for that guy and his wife uh, his wife I asked his wife to join me and to put her hand on him and, and so we said in Jesus name be healed well we're praying for him all of a sudden, his wife gets healed. <laughs> and she had never experienced any, she had never had a, a supernatural experience with the Lord before, but she was limping before that. And her knee got healed while she's praying for her husband. So I just thought it, these things start to ha happen like we don't even expect them. That was really cool. Um, another one, uh, I, I remember um, 
the Lord really started to speak to me about mercy. Because when I first got it started in this, there was a, kind of some legalism that got that came in with a teaching I had. And um, I thought, well, maybe maybe people, um, if they don't get healed, maybe it's because they have some unrepentant sin and uh, maybe they have some issues that they need to deal with. And, and then when I got frustrated, I started to go that way of trying to maybe counsel people to get them healed. Um, but after I, I met Dan Moeller, and Dan Moeller really helped me to answer some questions and just to simplify things. Maybe I'll, I'll share a little about that later. But uh, so I, I just t- t- totally changed my attitude. And it's, it's God's mercy. You know, it's God's mercy leads people to repentance. Uh, if God's goodness leads people to repentance, then people shouldn't have to repent before they get healed. You know, it should be the other way around. So there was, I was at a church in Western PA, and there was a young guy there that was high on drugs, and he got in a really bad motorcycle crash. Um, so his, the whole, he just had stitches all over. Um, he had a lot of pain in his back, he told me about. So I said, okay, I just put my hand on him, and I said, in Jesus' name, back be healed, pain go. Uh, Just a lot of people are being healed. I think half the people in that church were healed of something. Anyways, um, later, he was just sitting there in the pew crying and crying and crying and crying. And I found out he hadn't told me he had lost all the feeling in the whole side of his face. And... Wow, he uh, he had no feeling you know, on that whole side. He had only told me about the back pain, but the moment I touched the side of his face to pray for him and said, "In Jesus' name, pain leave your back," he he felt my hand. <laughs> you know, I didn't even pray for that. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> but he was just sitting crying and crying and crying on the pew later because of God's mercy. You know, because it was. He was high on drugs and riding a motorcycle recklessly, and it was, you know, it's his fault that he got in this accident. You know, but God doesn't look at it like that. You know, God's full of mercy. His mercy leads people to repentance, and uh, he's not not holding men's sins against them, you know. So uh, that was a really cool testimony. Uh, At the pre-show, I shared the one about the finger growing back. Uh, which was really great. It wasn't instant, but there was over. We just, but it was over the phone. You know, about ten time zones different. It just said, "In Jesus' name, finger grow back." And my girlfriend's mom uh, grew about grew back about five centimeters of her finger uh, over the next few months. So you heard some really cool testimonies. And on that pre-show that he was talking about uh, on the Facebook page, if you go check that out, the, there should be the replay of it. I usually post those and you can hear the full story for yourself. So make sure you check that out. And then every week on Tuesdays when we do the show, watch the feed and you'll see that we are going live. So you can jump jump in with whoever the guest is that week. So don't forget that. And uh, when we come back, we're going to hear more about Jonathan, his background and his, his experience and how he figured this all out. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast and we'll be right back Hey everyone, Million here. We would like to welcome Audible as a sponsor to this podcast and for you, the listeners of the Heal the Sick podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash million. M-I-L-L-I-A-N, you know how to spell it. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash million. 
for your free audiobook. All right, listeners, we're back on segment two of the Heal the Sick podcast. Joining us this week from near Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, Jonathan Brenneman. And uh, in the first segment, talking about really, really, really cool testimonies. We love hearing stuff like that. And uh, anytime, again, make sure you visit the website for the entire catalog of this program at dominionfire.com. And you'll see this also on iTunes. If you do a search for Heal the Sick podcast, do me a favor, please uh, give us five stars and a good write-up because the more of those that we get, the higher up we get in the rankings. And I'm telling you that we're we're like a little outside uh, rebellion here. The whole world needs to hear this message. And as we were talking about in the pre-show, this message needs to get out to churches around the world because there's a lot of tradition and a lot of uh, thinking that's not always the best. And people need to hear that miracles and healings and creative stuff happens to this day and is becoming more and more prominent. So please help us get this message out. And make sure you also visit the YouTube vlog at youtube.com forward slash Dominion Fire Church. Please watch some of the videos. Thumbs up, subscribe, because the same deal gets us higher up in the rankings. And we just we need to get this message of of hope and power out to people. So all that stuff, as well as all the social media, is available at dominionfire.com. Go there now, check it out, and make sure you share all these um, so, uh, these episodes of the podcast as well. So, back to our guest, Jonathan Brenneman out in Brazil. Um, Jonathan, tell us about your background, your experience, and uh, share more about you. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I grew up in a Christian family. I had good parents, you know. Um, but there is somehow, when I was a kid, that a lot of demonic oppression, oppression came into my life. And I, I was rebellious. I stole a lot. I had uh, fits of rage. I was shoplifting and stealing from my parents. But I was very religious. I just felt like I couldn't change and I couldn't stop this stuff. I wasn't sure if God existed, but I was afraid that if he did, I, uh, I'd, I'd go to hell. So I prayed the salvation prayer a lot of times, but I didn't feel like I could change anything. And... um I also, you know, thought a lot about killing myself, but I was afraid I would go to hell if I killed myself. Well, that one morning I was about eight or nine years old. I woke up with really bad back pain. And I had woken up with back pain before just from sleeping the wrong way, but this was different. My back was really twisted out of place or something. So I went downstairs and I said, um, Mom, my back's killing me. And she was about to give me a haircut. And she said, why don't I pray for you? So she put her hands on my back. And I thought, I didn't think anything was going to happen, you know. But I said, whatever. So she put her hands on my shoulders and said, in Jesus' name, back pain, go. Well, I felt something like a ball of energy start rolling up and down my spine. And I said, Mom, what are you doing? I just thought she was doing something weird. And she said, I'm not doing anything. Jesus is healing you. So um, when she left, she left to go to the bathroom, and I still felt this thing rolling up and down in my spine, and it kind of faded out, and all the pain was gone. That was how I, I realized that God was real. Um, so about two two years later, I gave my life to the Lord, and, and that's another story. But all through my teenage years, I knew God was real, and I I dedicated my life to be a missionary when I was 14. Um, but I read about miracles and wonderful things happening in other places, 
And I felt like I, I believed it because God healed my back, you know. But I felt like, why is it always in another place at another time and not here and now in my life, <laughs> you know? So um, actually, as a teenager, I read a lot of books on prayer. I read a lot of books on fasting, uh, always trying to get to some higher spiritual level so that miracles could happen through my hands. I tried to share the gospel with people, but I was very timid. Um, and so this is a lot of frustration. You know, then when I was 17 or 18, I was in, uh, I took my first trip. That was just a solo mission trip when I was 18. And the Lord taught me some things about praise and thanksgiving there. And a lot of people got saved, but I still had never seen anyone healed through my own hands. Actually, God healed me again when I was 18, but I'd never seen anyone healed through my own hands. By the time I was 20, I was just at this place of frustration. I was frustrated with myself. I was frustrated at the church. I, I felt angry at the church. Uh, I felt like I had failed. And I, I felt hurt because it kind of felt like, God, why, why, why do you always do these things in other times and other places, but not for me? You know, why, why don't miracles happen through my hands? And then I went to a, a conference. I was about 20 years old. It was called Healing Fusion. I was just broken, you know. But at the conference, I became convinced because I'm very intellectual in, in some ways. So I became convinced that the book of Job pointed to our need for Jesus. And I began convinced that Paul's thorn in the flesh wasn't a sickness. It was a demon and that it wasn't even about keeping him uh, humble. It was, it was about him be, from, keeping him from being exalted in a good way. I just got a, a totally different perspective on that. And when I, when I heard those teachings on the thorn in the flesh in Job, I became absolutely convinced it was God's will to heal. And the Lord showed me that he had always wanted to do these things for me. He spoke to me through Psalm 84 and Psalm 89, that no good thing will the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly. The Lord had always wanted to do these miracles in my life, the same miracles I read about in other times and other places the only thing it wasn't that god didn't wasn't doing anything it was that there were things that i didn't understand that were holding me back like i had to be convinced that it was 100 percent god's will not that it was usually god's will to heal um once i got those things out of the way that was that conference that i shared the testimony from where the angel walked behind the guy's back i, I, I and i wasn't I, I didn't even get words of knowledge for the first several years. I was just scripturally convinced that it was absolutely God's will to heal people. And so that that was how um, stuff started happening. Now, after a few years of that, um, there are times I got really frustrated, you know, because uh, healing isn't this, this thing that we just pretend that suffering isn't real, like this thing up in the sky. It's actually embracing what scripture says about God's will to heal leads us to confront suffering. <laughs> and so it, it challenges us. And, you know, I prayed for a person with cancer, and they still had cancer. I saw lots of wonderful miracles, but that really hurt, you know. And so I started to study all, read all these books about healing. I started to learn about the, the spiritual roots of diseases and how uh, thought patterns affect our bodies and uh, all kinds of things like that. And I was just confused about things because, on one hand, the Bible said, Jesus, uh, Jesus said, if, if you believe, you speak to the mountain and nothing will be impossible for you. 
Another hand, I thought, well, what about Jesus' hometown where he wasn't able to to do so many miracles? You know, and so I thought, well, maybe people's uh, other unbelief can hinder my faith, or or if they didn't get healed, maybe I need to find. Maybe they have someone they hadn't forgiven. You know, so um, so it, I started more and more to kind of counsel people if they didn't get healed right away, and I ministered to them. And it actually just led me into frustration, and sometimes I felt kind of angry at people. I, n- I never told anyone you weren't healed because of your unbelief. I know that's a horrible thing to say, but I, I thought it sometimes, you know. And so um, around that time, I was just frustrated. Um, uh, I was frustrated when someone was healed, and then they they got bad again. This person was completely healed of glasses, and then, you know, some days later, their eyes completely regressed. Someone told me about uh, Dan Moeller, and this was before Dan Moeller was really well known, or before the schools of power and love. Uh, it was a local pastor, and someone in my church had gone to his church before they got married, and they told me he was having a meeting in a firehouse. So I went, it was like a Thursday night meeting in a firehouse, and Dan just made everything so simple. He said, you know, you turn on the light, darkness is gone. That's it. You know, he said uh, Romans Romans uh, two four I think it is the goodness of God leads to people leads people to repentance. So why do we expect people to repent before they can experience God's goodness and be healed? Now everything he said about God's will to heal I already knew, but this I was like wow these are the very things I was questioning because I was like well if if healing is supposed to bring unbelievers to Christ then how am I going to minister, minister to unbelievers if I need to get them to repent of sin and to forgive people first, you know? <laughs> and so, but I started drilling Dan with questions. And it, was, it wasn't because I was opposing him. It's exactly because I wanted to believe what he believes, believed. I wanted to understand and be fully convinced if I was going to believe it. So I asked, what about Jesus' hometown? And, and Dan just explained to me that in Jesus' hometown, uh, the, not, he didn't touch a lot of people, but everyone he touched was healed. You know, the people didn't come to him. It wasn't as if Jesus was laying hands on someone and saying, guys, it's not working. You're not believing hard enough. <laughs> so I, I, I became totally convinced and think, I just started to see so many more miracles and started to see unbelievers healed. Yeah, it's interesting that that happens because we, we all get like that, too, when we're we we have stuff that fights us when we're trying to minister and maybe it takes several times or if you're doing a deliverance, maybe it's not working. You're thinking, why are they not believing this? And you start, you know, you start coming up with all these different reasons why it happens. And you, you got to catch yourself from doing that because that gets you out of faith real quick. So it's uh, it's interesting that you that you bring that up and uh, very, very, very useful stuff. And we're actually at the uh, little over our segment, but this is great because this is such good material. So we are at the end of our second segment, listeners. When we come back, we're going to have a little bit of lesson time, a little bit of prayer time. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Back momentarily. Hey everyone, Million here. We would like to welcome Audible as a sponsor to this podcast and for you, the listeners of the Heal the Sick podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash million. M-I-L-L-I-A-N, you know how to spell it. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash million for your free audiobook. 
listeners back for the third segment of this week's heal the sick podcast number 90 do you guys believe that we're only 10 away from that magic number i've been shooting for so keeping the faith keeping the hustle going so jonathan brenneman again joining us from brazil and it's a great great uh, show today great stories great testimonies and now we're going to hear a great lesson now um Jonathan had uh, started to discuss his uh, interactions with Dan Moeller and what he learned from there, and then also wanted to get into the topic of Jesus in the flesh. And uh, so you want to kind of tie that all together for us. So Jonathan, take it away, man. What do you you got for us? Sure, sure. We were talking about um, Dan Moeller's influence, and I I, I cleared up that idea of thinking that people had to believe or repent of things. And uh, Dan Moeller quoted in John 12, I think it's 36, it says, even after Jesus did all of these miracles, they still didn't believe him. So that was really the one of the clinchers for me there, because um, if, if, Je- if they didn't believe him after he did the miracles, it, Jesus didn't need their faith to do the miracles before that, you know. Um, anyways, I just wanted to, to say something about this, this whole thing of uh, roots of diseases and it's true that the the our, our thoughts affect our bodies. You know, there's a lot of science to that. There's a lot of real truth to that. The, the problem is when we make those things a hoop to jump through, and, and then we and we feel like we have to do things that Jesus didn't do for it to work. And, and this ties in with Jesus coming to flesh because Jesus was made like us in every way. He had. Um, he, he depended on his father. He could, he could do nothing on his own. And so we have the same Holy Spirit that, that Jesus had. The Father's given us the same glory that he gave to Jesus and has loved us with the same love that he has for Jesus. That's in John 17. And, and so, um, but Jesus, Hebrews said he became like us in every way. So we have everything that he had, and he didn't have anything that we don't have. So, we shouldn't be limited by anything that didn't limit Jesus. And I'd just like to say that people do get healed by forgiving, by, by repenting of sins. Um, people do get healed physically through emotional healing. But a lot of times it's the other way around. People get healed physically first, and it leads them to repentance. Uh, physical healing leads to emotional healing because it touches the soul with the goodness of God. Uh, physical healing leads to forgiveness. One of the stories that Dan shared was there's a lady who was uh, had stage four cancer. She was bitter. She was angry at God, angry at people, uh, had unforgiveness. And um, he, he laid his hands on her. It was only uh, six weeks later that she found out that she was healed of terminal cancer uh, when she went to the doctor. She found out. She, she began to weep, realizing that she was wrong to blame God for her problems. She forgave the people she was bitter against. She stopped blaming God, and she lost immediately lost the desire to drink. She was a secret alcoholic with, with no withdrawal symptoms. She stopped drinking. And so, you know, all that emotional healing, the forgiveness, it came through the physical healing. So it can work either way. You know, you could be ministering to someone, and they're physically healed as the Lord touches their heart. But it, it should never be a hoop to jump through. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's just, if Jesus didn't have to counsel people to get them healed, you know. 
So uh, if the Lord touches uh, a person through their body or through their soul, it, it affects everything, you know. And and so um, leading into Jesus come in the flesh, First uh, John 4 says that we could test every spirit by understanding that if it acknowledges that Jesus has come in the flesh, it's from God. If it doesn't acknowledge Jesus, it's not from God. And, you know, just give you a few examples, uh, a few short examples, but I found that everything that has to do with walking in the anointing is understanding that Jesus has come in the flesh and what it implies. Because Jesus has come in the flesh, we can do the things that Jesus did, right? Uh, the truth that the Holy Spirit dwells in us is an extension of the truth that Jesus has come in the flesh. Because Jesus has come in the flesh, we can see God as he is and, and we can know his will. Because the Bible says that, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. That means we can't see God through circumstances. Uh, we can't see God through, uh, through anything except Jesus. Uh, before Jesus, uh, just God was invisible. <laughs> so um, when we understand the incarnation, we understand Jesus said, John 15, I've revealed to you everything that the Father has made known to me. In Ephesians 1, it says he's made known to us the mystery of his will that he set forth in Christ. So we understand the incarnation. We understand we know God's will, that the Spirit of God lives in us, and we can do the things that Jesus did. Uh, we understand that the body is holy. The, the Gnostics denied that Jesus had come in the flesh because they denied that the body was holy. So doctrine that separates healing from the rest of salvation is really Gnostic doctrine. It makes a separation between the body and the rest of the, the being. It's based on the same assumption on which the Gnostics deny that Jesus came in the flesh. So um, I'd like to encourage you guys to, to study that out more. My, my last few blog articles have been written about that. Um, just what, one, one of the, uh, when I w realized that Jesus come in the flesh has implications in that the church is the body of Christ and the spirit of God lives in me. And the Bible extends the truth that Jesus has come into the, in the flesh to the truth that the spirit of God lives in us, that the spirit, that the, the spirit of Christ lives in us. And God, God needs man. God has chosen to lead men and he has chosen to work through men. <laughs> and so I, I was, um, there's a guy with excruciating pain uh, all throughout his body. He hadn't had a moment without pain for years. Uh, he had sores all over his body. He had diabetes. He was missing a leg. He was an amputee. It, it, it's the same story. He thought God was having him suffer for a reason. And I shared with him from the truth that Jesus has come in the flesh. Uh, Jesus is God's will to heal you. He's revealed it through Jesus. And then my sister and I were angry at the, the suffering, we're angry at the work of the devil. We rebuked the sickness, pain, get out in Jesus' name. And, and after this, it didn't seem like much happened, you know. And he just felt a little change in his eyes, a little improvement, but the pain was still the same. Immediately, it felt like my heart dropped. And it's just disappointment, you know, like, oh, nothing happened. I got his hopes up. And, and now nothing happened, and he's still suffering, and oh, what a bummer. And then I realized, wait, the Antichrist spirit denies that Jesus is coming to flesh. It denies that the spirit of Christ is in me, because I'm a, we're the members of his body. And it denies I could do what Jesus did. So I just had that thought. And in my heart, I didn't say a word out loud, but I, in my heart I said, you shut up, you lying, you Antichrist spirit. Because Jesus lives in me, 
and I can do the things that Jesus did, and this man will be healed, and, and Jesus will be glorified. And so that was just in my heart. I didn't say anything out loud, but my heart was now firm, and I just rejected that disappointment. I'm not going to let myself be disappointed. I'm not going to let my heart drop, and this man will be healed, and, and, and Jesus will be glorified because the Spirit of Christ lives in me, and he's doing his will through me. And four days later, I got a message. I got a phone call from the guy. When we left him, he still had just as much pain. But by the end of the day, all the pain had melted away. This is years of pain, years without a moment pain-free. And then um, when uh, by about four days later, all the scar, all the sores, it opened sores all over his body. It disappeared within about the next four days. But that, this is a, an encouragement when it, even when it doesn't seem like you see something with your eyes, recognize that that's a spirit that's telling you that Jesus doesn't live in you and you can't do the things that he's said. Stand firm. <laughs> you know, let the Holy Spirit strengthen you. We're growing up in all things into Christ. So let the Holy Spirit strengthen you. Let him make your heart firm. And, and, and grow in the knowledge of Jesus, and you're going to see greater manifestation, especially as you, you become more and more to know with your heart that, that, that Jesus has put his spirit in you and that you can do the things that he's done. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Just oh, it's great stuff. If people would like to contact you, read your blog, find out more about you, where can they track you down? Sure. I'm on Facebook is Jonathan Brenneman, and my blog is gotoheavennow.com. All right. And listeners, at any point, if you're having any problem tracking him down, make sure you email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com, and I will make sure that you are connected up and that you get everything that you need. So now all that great stuff. Now we're all everybody's all warmed up and ready to go. Now it's our prayer time. So, Jonathan, I would like to ask you to please pray for our audience. And uh, if on the pre-show, if you guys missed it, he prayed in, in Portuguese, which was phenomenal. But I'm going to ask you to pray in English this time for our general <laughs> audience. So at this time, please pray for our audience for healing or any other thing that may come to you. Whatever's kind of in your spirit, let it rip and take us all the way to an amen, please. Lord, thank you for all the people who are listening. Thank you for revealing Jesus to them in a greater way than, they, than they've ever seen before, Lord. God, thank you just for the nature of Jesus becoming so real to them. And, Lord, thank you for your weight, the, the weight of your glory manifesting on them, Lord, that people would feel your glory in their bodies right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, and in Jesus' name, a heaven's reality be established in the life of everyone listening to this and in their bodies right now. Everything become like it is in heaven in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All pain get out. Um, Jennifer, uh, the name Jennifer. Jennifer in Jesus' name be, be healed of infertility and reductive, uh, reproductive problems. In Jesus' name, organs grow back that are necessary to have a baby. In Jesus' name, I command uh, cancer to get out of people's bodies right now. Every spirit of death, you get out in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And, and God, a thank you for um, not only people being healed, but that your, your wonderful works are going to re be reproduced through them. Lord, that people would, uh, would experience your touch in their bodies and, and in their souls, Lord, and, and that they would begin to tell everyone about what you've done for them, and they would begin to minister the same things to others. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen, listeners. And if anybody gets any sort of healing, Jennifer, if you're listening to us, email us. Let us know what's going on. And anything whatsoever, please uh, send your testimony our way. We would love to hear it. So for Million out here in Las Vegas, Nevada, DominionFire.com. Again, the website where you'll find everything you need related to the show and the ministry that we do here. Jonathan out in Brazil, thank you again for joining us. And listeners, thank you out there for being a part of this project. We're trucking on to 100 coming up very, very soon. So keep hanging with us. And then we're just going to keep going more and more and more and more. We invite you to take the ride with us. As we always say here at our ministry, boom, goes Yeshua. And we will see you next time.